Hello, hello, hello. Another one. Another one. in the building. (laughs) Wow, that was (laughs) a lot. Who's in the building? Digital Lou. All right. (laughs) Have you guys seen that video? That's like, that was a lot, Robin. That was a lot. Have you seen it? No. No. Is it a meme? I guess it became one. It's like a video of this Karen lady arguing with her hairstylist and she moves to like maybe hit her. And Jesus. And Robin's like and and then not Robin. And then the hairstylist like that was a lot, Robin. That was <laughs> a lot. You can't do that, Robin. And just tries to de-escalate the situation, and then you know the lady leaves, and apparently she she's done this to other salons. It's a whole thing. Anyway, moving she's like on. Like a scammer or something? No, she's just a a middle-aged American lady with a bad attitude. Hmm. I guess there's a lot of those. So, what have you guys been up to lately? I've just been reading and writing on. Back on my back on my bullshit. Um, what have you been reading? Mainly, because you know we talked about. I, I put you on the spot. You Sorry. put me on the spot, but you know what? <laughs> uh, I sent. I don't know. We were talking about something, and I said like about talked about Eve Babbitts. And I just I don't know why I hadn't read her before. Apparently, she's very connected with people to talk about Joan Didion, who you guys know I love. They talked about Eve Babbitts a lot because she was around LA during the same time. But she like shows a complete different side to it, to the city in the same era, just because she had a completely different personality where Joan was, you know, born and raised in Sacramento from like a conservative family, voted Republican for most of her life. Eve Babbitt was like raised by artist parents. Her godfather was Stravinsky, the composer. Mm. And she just she just grew up in this very like, I guess, more liberal art world. And so she just she writes more so. Guys, I can't speak today. This is awful. But yeah, this was kind of like an improvised episode. This is fully an improvised episode. Okay, I'm back. So basically, her main thing is like semi-fictional memoirs. So she mentions a lot of people by a name, and it is her stories, but also she will make up different names for some people. Um, What year is this book from? I think it's late 60s. I don't know where it's from. It's uh, Slow slow Days Fast Company. Um, But yeah, I think I was just sort of interested in the different portrayals of like the same cities because like i remember reading joan didion and she was talking about the santa Ana winds like it was like awful and people went crazy and it was just so dark and then eve babbitts was like i love the santa Ana winds i put on my dancing shoes i walked by the highway barefoot and it's just that was like the difference of portrayal of the city of los angeles by them yeah, it's kind of like the same with the lockdown. 
It's quite interesting how everyone has a different yeah. relationship with different cities. and Yeah, and at the same moment in time, too, because I would fully understand. Because, like, she was like, yeah, a lot of my friends were dying of heroin overdoses. Oh, wow. But she was still, but she was still very optimistic. So it was, like, sort of inspirational. And then she had, like, a very sad end to her life. But, like, she lived on her own terms. So I don't know. That was very, I don't know. I liked it. It endeared me to her very much so. Hmm. I would love to read that book. I think you will really, really like it. I think so too. You have good book recommendations. Welcome to Isabella's book club. Yeah. Maybe, um, <laughs> maybe we can have a post with your, your, I don't know, like top five book recommendations or something. Mm. Or something of the sort. Or maybe like individual pieces on why you like them. You know what I mean? Mm, yes, that would be nice. Um, follow me on Goodreads. <laughs> or vocal. Follow me on vocal, but uh, you'll never find me. I, I have a, pseudo a pseudonym. <laughs> it's very mysterious. Dude, I'm actually like super excited to have started this vocal thing, like that platform we talked about in one of the episodes. I think it yes. was maybe the last episode. But I don't know. I finally like gathered the strength to write something and post it. I loved it. And then I also just kind of like followed Padia's advice on ha having a journal. So I kind of just made it a little journal, yeah. you know, also because it's a pseudonym. So people don't really know you know if it's fiction yes. or if it's real life so yeah but Woo! i'm not sharing it <laughs> with anyone <laughs> you should do you you should do what eve babbitts does and talk about people but give them different names mm, but isn't a lot i think a lot of people do that no i think yeah. like a lot of a lot of writers take inspiration to the for their characters from real people as well but she's like shameless about it She's like hmm. fully, it's fully about this person. It's weird. It's weird that the, the genre of like the semi-fictional memoir, mm, the lines I like that. are very blurred. Yeah. But what about you, Padia? What have you been up to? Padia was oh, in Berlin. I was in Berlin. I was visiting Miss Nicholas. Yay. It was great. It was great. It was nice weather. It was 22 degree. And when I got home, it was snowing. Mm. So that was that was really weird and sad. Climate change. But but Berlin was very nice. I went to museums. But but I need to ask you, what about the clubs? What about, what the, about clubs? the clubs? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have to tell that story if you don't want. It was but a sad not, night. You're not going to expend upon the club situation, the club debacle? It's because there wasn't much a club situation, be mostly because of me. And then that kind of led into another situation, which is like 10 times better than a club story. But and are it you might gonna... be a bit too personal. <laughs> yeah. We okay, can tell until that part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was like, it's my last day. Let's go to the clubs. And the club was like, sure. But I just saw it hit him. He didn't feel like it. And the closer we got to the club, he was like, <laughs> the 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 face got even worse. Exactly. The vibe. 
Yeah, the vibe wasn't there. The vibe declined. And so we were outside a club called Renata. Wait, wait, wait. But when we when we arrive at Renata, like we stepped in and then a lady comes and she's like, hey, we're closing and we're reopening in an hour. Why and would they do that? Because there wasn't any people there? or No, because they were switching from the bar to the club. Oh, gotcha. But there's like one bar there and there's nothing else on that street. And I don't know. Yeah, so we would have to like wait there for an hour. And sorry, I'll just like, like start because this whole Berlin week, like the, the whole week that Patio was here was one of the craziest weeks of, of my adult life. I had Corona. <laughs> I had I tested Still? positive. I thought you no. had to before. Wait, I had corona. When you arrived, you still had it? No, I tested, tested negative, negative when I arrived. the day okay, she arrived. Okay. The timing. I tested like yeah, anyway, so I I had corona, so I was really tired and then I was working the whole week and I they didn't let me take Friday off and I told them that my friend was coming and they still said no. And then by saturday and we had been we had been going out like when did we go out on wednesday and friday yeah no. on the yeah we went to the concert to the concert on wednesday and then we went out with um uh, daria daria but w was that thursday or friday that was friday right i think it was anyway by no, saturday it was thursday it must be thursday no i don't know i think we had a day in between that we didn't do Go out. Mm, anyway, <laughs> the timeline by, is getting a little blurry, a little convoluted. By, by Saturday, I was exhausted, and then um, we were like, "Okay, let's go out and like just go to a bar." And then on the way there, we we're like, "Okay, let's go to a club." And then we got to the club, and then they were like, "Okay, I have to wait an hour," and then. That was just the context I wanted to give. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, continue, please. No, that, that was it. That's <laughs> all I had to say. You can continue. Um, but, like, before that, before that, going back, we both were, like, sitting at home, not wanting to go out, but, like, kind of forcing ourselves. And we changed out for, like, five times. Mm -hmm. We made pizza. <laughs> we made pizza. We had a cozy day. Mm -hmm. And then we went out. That didn't go well. Uh, we went back home. We had some chicken wings at Riza, a very <laughs> famous place in Berlin. <laughs> I love that this is all revolved around food until now. <laughs> <laughs> um, go on, go on. And then we went home, very, very tired. Went on <laughs> into the elevator, very tired, very zoned out. Wait, wait, wait. So, so this is this story, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me give some more context. It was late. It was late at night. And we have a tiny elevator. And I was going to stay home and Patty was going to meet her friend. But she was like, I need to go up so I, have, cause I, can, so I can pee. And I was like, okay, let's go up. I'll stay and then you leave. And then we get into the tiny elevator super late at night. And then we go up like, I don't know, 10 centimeters and the elevator stops. And the elevator is like all made out of glass, so we can see like the outside of the building and the inside, like the hall. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god. And Patty had to pee. 
<laughs> and I have to At pee. We, but the funny thing we... was... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. The funny thing was, Nicholas was freaking out in the beginning. He was really freaking out. And then he calmed down. Really and I started freaking out. And I was freaking out for like 20 minutes. We were in there for 38 minutes or something. And, and I was like... Patty's yeah. friend was on, was on their way. And this and friend were, didn't believe like, us. They, they were gonna arrive like... 20 minutes like they were like i'll be there in 20 minutes and then we get into the elevator and then we get stuck <laughs> at the end it was like 40 minutes that we were stuck in there more or less no yeah <laughs> uh and then we pressed the emergency bell and it did like a crazy loud sound and then it's somehow somewhere in the elevator a voice came out and was like speaking something in german Oh my god. We were on Google Translate, like trying to say that we are stuck in the elevator. And then Padia's friend came, pressed the button from the outside, and then the elevator just went like clunk down, and then the door opened. That easy. That easily, I think. That easy. But the funny thing was, everyone came at the same time. The friend came, Mm -hmm. the Uh, Fernando guy came, (laughs) the. the the, the guy on came, our neighbor came. <laughs> oh my god! That would be that would be like a, a Renaissance painting, you know? It's like me yes. and stuck in the glass elevator. There's the Liferando guy coming <laughs> to the first floor. To my neighbor waiting for the Liferando guy on the corridor. Patty's friend and the security guy from the elevator security system that came to rescue us. This is a rom com scene. At like one a.m. Rom com. Dude. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. It was very funny. That's a story. But your neighbor later told me that she got stuck at least three to four times in that elevator. My neighbor? Yeah. Who? The girl that I talked to. She was like downstairs looking at us. In the end. (laughs) Who? (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a girl there. Patty, I think you met a ghost. I think that's the reality. She went up with me and she said, yeah, I got stuck in this elevator like three to four times. Wait, as soon as you got out of the elevator and went up to pee, there was a woman there? Yeah, you saw her. I did not see her. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but there was a woman. I don't know if you saw her. I think you were... But was she going up too? Yeah, she went up too. But she had her pajamas on. She, she heard something. I don't know. I think she heard the alarm. Uh, and she was going to check. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. And the elevator is evil. Yeah, that was a, a hell of a night. A hell of a night. And then Padia brought me beautiful flowers the day after. And I can show you the pictures, Isabella. Aww. Just because. Am I going to get the pictures? I thought you were sending me pictures. Uh, right now? I can send it right now, yeah. Which yeah. is good for continuity, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but what but, uh, else? That I am crossing the Atlantic Ocean and I will probably meet Isabella. <laughs> oh. Wait, I um, think she wait. froze. You're, I think you're frozen. You were frozen to me. Now you're back. <laughs> Who was frozen? Maybe no one was frozen. It's me. My internet connection is unstable. Hold on. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same, you too. My connection to the cosmos. Ah. 
And I got this nice like suitcase. Oh. Can we see it? Yeah. I How sent it on the like? chat. Oh. Can you describe it for Dude. our listeners? Um, it's like big navy blue. It's yes. pretty expandable. It's almost like it has a rucksack feeling, you know, like a backpacker type yes. feeling, but it's on wheels. It's super nice. You should get a little scarf for it. <laughs> but oh. as a Capricorn, it's really nice because the original, I'm going to say it, the original price is like 170 euros. Yeah. And then I got it like though there was a web, ee, there was a sale on the website. So it went down to 120 and then I had a coupon. So it went down to 100 That's delicious, because like, usually coupons don't work on previously discounted items. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. a pretty good brand, and I, I've had a backpack from them before, and it's still, like, intact. It's like the backpack is, it's like, it's as if it's new. Yeah, it's and really I good hope quality. That this, I hope that this suitcase will be the same. I hope that it's going to last a lot. It's yeah, so the like, name of the brand. Uh, we're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. Do we have to say it? <laughs> I mean, you can see it sorry, on the picture. Sorry. You can see it yeah. on the picture. This episode is already this is the, chaos. Yeah, I was just chaotic. thinking about that. <laughs> and you know what? I was like, are we going to release this? <laughs> uh, no, the, ca the, the mattresses weren't there before, by the way. But I never really had a place to put them. They used to be like on the side of our bed. But now that's not a, an option anymore. So, so Padia's anyway. absence haunts you. Yes. Yeah, it stares yeah. at me every day. Yeah. But Poetic. I think we're going to get a cover for it, for like for the mattresses, and then we're probably going to put it in the basement, I hope. Did you wash anything? Yeah, oh. I washed everything. Are you kidding? <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Um, speaking of You're basement. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love you, Pada. You know that. <laughs> we know you're very clean, and we know how upset you got whenever someone sat on your bed with their outside clothes. Yes, I, I, I always offered. You always offered leggings to me, and I I tried to wear them, but but they were tied on me. So I did sit on your bed with my outside clothes. I'm so sorry. It's alright, babe. It's alright. I forgive you. <laughs> I can't help my Brazilian legs. I'm just a skinny legend. I mean, it's hard. Supermodel <laughs> of the world. Wait, now that you said supermodel of the world, did you see the um, the latest uh, roast challenge? I am not keeping up with this new season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Me neither, because I only keep up once they put it on Netflix, let's be honest. But yeah. Yeah. it comes up on YouTube, and I saw the roast that they did, and it was hilarious i was really impressed the entire but, roast there wasn't I mean, anyone who was awkward they they always edit like to make it a little more awkward yeah but i thought like i left at everyone like everyone had at least one good joke <laughs> you know nice so watch it watch it i love a roast um i was gonna ask because you talked about basements is your basement like nice Or is it creepy? Because when I lived in a, like a normal, in an old building in Berlin, the basement was like Terrifying. World War World War II bunkers. Dude, same. That was the vibe. Like, oh wow. Yeah. So, 
we couldn't access the basement for a long time because of uh, hazards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to like renovate it before people could go in, and then they renovated renovated it, and then it's still creepy. creepy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like bricks, dark, dark, very dark for no it's, reason. It's very long. Like, there's like corridors that if you don't press the light, like if you don't turn the light on, it's just like, you know, and a black does- hole. And does, like, the geography of it make sense? Because the one no, of my building labyrinth. was, like, labyrinth. Exactly. Labyrinth. Okay, okay. And, so that's a common and the, thing. Good and the know. ceiling is, like, the ceiling, like... It changes. Does it changes, it change? but it's yeah. also... I can't... I can barely fit in there. It's so claustrophobic. I have to, like, crouch down. You know what I was just thinking the other day? Um, I always forget you're tall. <laughs> because i was like why do i always forget nicholas is tall and i was like because most of my friends are short Hmm. and so i just always assume everyone is short but yeah even and even when you're next to me i think i don't register register you as a tall person i don't know nice (laughs) i think nicholas we talked about this like i never see nicholas taller than me yeah like, I always see him in the same level really? as I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's cool, though. I'm I glad. think Nicholas is very good at um, talking to short people. I think <laughs> that's a talent you have. You don't make us I feel short. It's because I'm hunchbacked. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but know. I never, it's I like... never have that with anyone else either. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad it's not just me. Maybe it's because we're always just sitting down. So we're lazy. So we're lazy. <laughs> we're like is what couch you're potatoes. We're couch French fries. No, we walked a lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I refuse this narrative. I'm an active I mean, young person. Our way to uni was already like a set, you know, like a gym. I've never cycle. walked so much in my life, and I n- don't think I ever will again. <laughs> Just from the tram stop to our uni was a 10 minute walk. Just that. Yeah. About seven. And with your legs. About seven. With your legs. True. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> but I walked like the longest was like twenty five thousand steps. This trip to Berlin. Wow. I think that's like in a day. In One a day. day. Yeah. Damn, I, I I don't know. Like I should um I should turn on my step counter on, or is it like automatic on the phone? I think you need to turn it on. Is automatic? Is it automatic? Uh- <laughs> oh, it's automatic. I love the yeah. <laughs> the ambiguity of it of it all. Yeah. But um, just just coming back to the the way to uni, mm-hmm. um, they made us like. They made us walk all around the building to reach the entrance. Like, they didn't let us go through the back. So we had yeah. to walk, like, an extra 100 meters or something. Yeah. It's like, come on. By a, be- by a beautiful river. But you'll get to a point in the winter where you've had enough. And yeah, also you're late. It's very depressing as well. It's very depressing as well. Exactly. And you're late. Yeah. And you're late. But, I mean, that campus was, like, even on winter, it was just, like, so nice for me. I don't know. I just loved it. Yeah, because it was super isolated. I liked that. And you can see the park from the other side, which I never I never went to. I never went to that park. I went to that park. It's nice. 
Did you take the creepy too? Did you take the ferry to go to the park? Because the ferry was very mysterious. Because apparently there was a ferry to cross, but I never saw it nor took it. No, not me either. So it's like the ghost ferry. But I know my teacher used to take it. To on it was like his commute. The ferry was part of his commute. Yeah, her her commute. Yeah, but I when I went to the park, I like walked and I took I walked across the bridge you know like you walk a little further from uni and then there's a bridge and then you just walk back towards uni but like on the other side of the river yeah mm. um, nice yeah it was nice but did you guys also get a message from our old like events coordinator on Facebook my heart started racing I just got an email with subject title where are you <laughs> it's so creepy <laughs> None of your business. None of your business where I am. I'm figuring my stuff out. Give me a moment. What is this? What you is haven't this? gotten one? It no. Was from to the alumni. The, the, basically the student affairs coordinator person uh-huh. emailed the alumni being like, where are you? We want to create like a new alumni network. Never mind that we already have an alumni Facebook group. But I think that's the gist of it. I don't remember because that email gave me such anxiety um, that I, I was like, I'm not m- dealing with this. I think they want to move away from like social media or something. I don't know. Because they were like, that. how can we contact you like outside of social media? Yeah, so, if you hate know. Facebook. Yeah, basically. Wow, I didn't get one. <laughs> you did. I'm, I'm sure you did. To you. Yeah. I'm just gonna send a very angry email and be like, what about me? What about me? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I don't know. I just, and I was like particularly scared because I thought it was about another subject because I recently emailed asking for my transcripts because I'm thinking about applying for a master's. Oi, I've been thinking about that so much. Um, Don't even but let me start no, 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 no. Nicholas, you need to calm down. You have a job. I'm unemployed. I go to the park. I'm running along with the retired people. True. I True. need this master's. True. I just really want to study again. I really miss so, it. So, what are you going to study? Me or Nicholas? Yeah. I'm thinking you. about um, some, something related to culture studies and like arts management um, and management mm. of culture because I just, I liked, I really liked leading a project my last year. I thought like that was really rewarding, like working with people. I don't know. Um, also, I just, I don't know, something, surprise, surprise, our, my Bachelor of Arts degree isn't highly employable. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> So that would help a lot. Um, but yeah, I probably would apply not uh, for this fall, but the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I can't believe I can't apply for this fall because the lady was so nice. She was like, she answered all my questions, the the university lady. And she was like, hope to see you this fall. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Rita. I'm so sorry. You're <laughs> going to have to wait a little while to meet me. It'll be worth it. Will you do the study online or in a no. university city? It's no, it's I think it's gonna be in Portugal. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god. Girl, yeah. you should definitely do something um I mean Portugal is great for literature and academic writing. 
It is, but I don't think I can apply with ah, my background. Sure, with a bachelor, yeah. Yeah, with my bachelor's, but we'll see. Because now I'm life update. Uh, I've been working a lot on poetry this past couple of months, and I'm still like going through a lot of edits on the poems that I'm proud of. And so I'm going to start um, sending them out to Collection. literary magazines um, <gasps> oh. this month and next month. Can you and send me some? Yeah, can you share the literary magazines list? With you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's nice. just, I literally... Uh, Substack. Substack post. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, because these magazines are like, no, it has to, they have to be previously unpublished. Um, no, poems. no, no, I don't mean the poems. I mean, we can share the magazines on Substack. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but, but before we do that, if you guys, if anyone who's listening is interested in publishing their poetry, just literally type up on Google, like, um, literary magazines, submissions 2022, or submissions emerging writers. And you'll find so many. Also, follow poets on Twitter. Because then, even if they're not posting about it, maybe another poet that they follow are posting about it, and it's going to show up on your timeline as, like, a recommended tweet. So, mm -hmm. that's my advice on that. So, maybe, yeah, we'll see if I, if I manage to get a couple of poems published, then that can help towards a change of field in my master's. So, we shall see. Yeah. That's very exciting. Nice. Oh my god! So we're in Portugal. Lisbon. Where else? Yeah. <laughs> I saw one that seemed also really nice in Porto. But, I don't know, It's it would be in Portuguese, which obviously I can, Portuguese is my first, first language, but I'm just, I never got used to academic writing in Portuguese. I never had to do it. I never even took, like, the tests you have to take to get into university in brazil like the sats like the like the brazilian sats yeah. um so i don't know yeah, if that no, would like, be the best for me i like writing in english so and they the really one in, don't write like they just cross like cross check boxes you know like oh at school in brazil they never like really sit down and write and the only the only thing they write is like four paragraphs long that's like the max can we take a take a quick break and then oh, come weird. back to this because I have so many thoughts on this and I was just okay. talking about this to another friend the other day. Okay. Okay. See you guys in a bit. See you guys in a second. So Patti is telling a story about how, she... anyway, it's a surfing story in Portugal. <laughs> go on, go on. I'm not going to say anything else. I was in Porto a few years ago, like a year ago, two years ago, and I went surfing for the first time and going surfing was my dream when I was younger. So I was like, okay, this is a chance. Let's do it. And this was like during December and the waves are so it's strong insane. yeah and so cold i was like okay i'm gonna paddle and then i'm gonna stand on the board and try to catch a wave i don't remember anything i was in the water going like a few circles <laughs> <laughs> this was so traumatic that your brain protected you from yourself you don't remember it anymore it was traumatic and this happened to me and my friend at the same time so we both looked at each other and started crying because 
It Aww. hurts so bad. <laughs> this was the first try, but the waves are in Portugal are crazy strong. Yeah, I try surfing somewhere with like, like delicate waves, delicate little waves, friendly waves. But that's a good way of starting. My dad was a full-on surfer, so like I surfed a lot as a kid, and we have a bunch of surfboards. So, so cool. when you go oh to Brazil God. with us, Padia, <laughs> you're gonna go surfing again in warm waters this time. Oh my oh, God, this is so cool! <laughs> I can't wait for the day I'm visiting you guys in, in Brazil. It's gonna be so cool. But what did you want to say about the their educational system, Isabella? You have a lot of complaints. Uh, I have so many complaints on the literature aspect of it. I assume you do as well, because you're just talking about it. But basically, it was all about grammar, 24-7. Screw everything else. And personally, my teachers were never encouraging to me about my writing whenever there was any sort of creative writing. And even worse than that, even worse than not saying anything at all, to me, my little occasional show pony personality they would praise other students with the most For their boring writing. bland writing in the world and i burned on the inside i was so <laughs> jealous and then when and so that i think that was one of the reasons that i began to read in english because it just portuguese felt so I don't know, it felt like it was taken from me in some ways. And so it's just, okay, they don't want me here. I'll just find something that's mine, like a secret little world for myself. And I have to say that it worked because as soon as I went to the US to like and did my exchange program, then suddenly all the time, everyone's like, Isabella is such a good writer. She's so sensitive, so perceptive. So, dude, totally. I think like Brazilian writing is way more formal than colloquial Portuguese. So the difference is so big between like, because in order to write like something that's grammatically correct, yeah, it kind of goes against how spoken Portuguese is. One hundred. So it feels unnatural, you know. Yeah. So I like Brazilian Portuguese. That's very. Uh, Brazilian uh, writing that's very relaxed where people write colloqui colloquially as well because then it feels more I don't know just more natural and more relatable and I mean I I think also the writers the Brazilian writers that I liked that I the few that I really related to they weren't taught I mean I was like in middle school and I loved Clarice Lispector loved her loved her to death I think mm -hmm. it always what struck me what what made me be like oh i love this woman and i'm gonna love this woman until the day i die was something that she wrote about commas how people or editors complained about the places she put her commas and she was like it's my writing i know the rhythms of my writing i'm basically paraphrasing i don't know if that's what she said exactly but she was like i know the rhythms of my writing i know where I want to pause. I know where I want to take a breath. It's my commas. I'll put them whatever the hell I want. And I mm -hmm. was like, this is so, I don't know. It just opened a space in my mind after he said that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
in love with her ever since. And uh, they only brought her up like my last year of high school, like my senior year of high school. And then other writers who I really grew to love, like uh, Hilda Hilst, who even in Brazilian bookstores, they never carry her poetry, just her fiction work. And I love her poetry. It's also, it's very beautiful. Um, it's somewhat colloquial. It's not um, like difficult reading at all, but it's just not discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's not much talk about like writing. We have like the, the superstar writers, you know, like Paulo Coelho, Clarice Lispector. And that's basically the ones people kind of remember, Yeah, you know? Of course, there's a lot of other writers that Brazilian people know of, but they don't really stimulate writing in schools that much. Like Not at all. And when they do, it's like essays on current events. They're four paragraphs long because they're that's like how the, the like that's how the SATs are, you know, yeah. or the Brazilian SATs. And if you don't follow the structure in that in that test, then you're gonna get a bad grade on your yeah, writing. And, and if you get a bad grade when you're a kid, you think you're bad at that thing because that's the way you've been taught to assess yourself. So it's incredibly discouraging. But I was really really lucky because I had really good like literature teachers in Brazil. Um, I had, I had this one teacher who was really young. She was fresh out of uni and she tried to be strict, but she couldn't really. So people didn't really like, liked her, but my class was so, um, messy that it was nice that someone was trying to be a little stricter, you know, yeah. because I had just changed schools and I had come from a really strict school. And then suddenly I was at this relaxed school. And then I have this like young teacher who's trying to put some order in the classroom and then on top of that she's teaching us like about literature and writing and at the end of every class she would read us a story like a short story mm -hmm. and people hated that and i was like dude she's the coolest teacher uh so she really made me fall in love with like brazilian literature i don't know I also but also like i just remember at the same school i had other good liter literature teachers who were older but the content, you know, like the content and the writing exercises that we had to do mm -hmm. were like, I don't know, I didn't hate them as much as I hated all the other subjects, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, and then later in Denmark where I actually got introduced to like academic writing because yes. they don't have that in Brazil in schools. So after that, I was like, ah, okay. I love I this. <laughs> I really enjoy writing. I think I have potential. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll just like write for films. But mm -hmm. then that's kind of like dying out for me a little bit now. But let's see. <laughs> we'll see how the the strings unravel. Which kind of school system do you prefer mostly? Like the Danish one or the Brazilian one? Oh, the Brazilian one is uh, chaotic casual, you know, whatever that meme is. Chaotic neutral. But it's like... I don't know. That was one of one of the reasons why I wanted to leave in the first place because I was in school and I hated their school system and I knew how the <laughs> Danish school system was and I just wanted to like experience it and I ended up going to an international system in Denmark so I didn't really follow the true Danish system mm -hmm. but just like the school that I had was a public school so I didn't have to pay for an international education. That's great. And I don't know, my school was like a hundred times better than my school in Brazil, like in terms of infrastructure. And I didn't ha even have to pay for it. You know what I mean? 
And if I took the same diploma, like the same high school diploma in Brazil, I would have to go to an international school. And those are like the most expensive schools. So I was really, really like lucky to be able to do this for free in Denmark in a great school. Like, honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever taken in my life. So you don't have like music classes everyone has to take? No. I think they have that for kids, like until middle school maybe, and then high school they're like, no, you have to focus on your exams. My school never had anything music related. We had like basically like fine arts. So it was just like visual, mm. painting, drawing. Um, I mean, at, at one point at middle school, I was really good at like, I could paint like a, like a still life. I could draw like a still life. And it was like mm -hmm. correct. But it's like, mm. that's that doesn't really appeal to a lot of people. And I think yeah. I, I, it's not easy for a lot of people to connect um, with art just by getting that. And I know it's awful because not a lot of little kids are going to be like, I want to start music class. Let me learn how to read sheet music. And if you don't, then you're never like, I don't know what came over me that I was like, put me in guitar lessons at nine years old. But if I hadn't, I would never have have gotten into music. And guess what? Sweden is one of the biggest like superpowers in the music industry today. Yeah. yeah. Wonder why. Yeah. So you know? true. I was very surprised. I mean, the American educational system is awful, but when I was there, it was shocking how those kids had no idea what countries were. Totally. Didn't know where anyone was. Didn't know where anywhere was. One of them once said um, that Florida was a country. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. It's their own state. They're talking about their own country and they didn't know. But they could have read sheet music like it was nothing. They were playing trombones. They were playing clarinets because they grew up doing it. It's interesting how different priorities different countries have for the school yeah. system. I mean, Brazil is awful with literature and like the arts, but we oh. churn out amazing scientists, amazing doctors. But we're also just talking about like Brazilian private schools because oh, yeah. first, like if we start talking about the public schools, then they don't even have like some of them don't even have toilet paper or like Yeah, it's awful. That's awful. Glass on the windows, oh, wow. you know? So it's like you, you cannot even compare, like you can't even start so comparing like their educational system with Scandinavia, for example, because yeah. it's just miles apart. But it's really, really sad. Yeah, it's very sad. But, wow. Yeah. Depressing. <laughs> I mean, Brazilian artists are good. And they'll prevail. They and shall. There only there will only be more of them from like now on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I still can't believe my favorite modern painter hasn't broken into the mainstream in Brazil yet, because to so me he's always it? all over social media. He's had like exhibitions in Paris, and who? Samuel de Saboya. Did you ever show this artist to me? I have, to you and Padia. It sounds familiar, but he's I don't remember just, what their art is like. He's so good. He's my age. And he's just... I Did think he's a him? genius. 
Do I know him in personally? No. Yeah. Oh. No, I wish. Is it Samuel? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I remember now. Oh, they're magnificent. They're magnificent. <laughs> they're magnificent. Apparently, yeah, apparently I read an interview or I think it was a blurb. So I don't know if the writer was talking out of his ass or if it was, this was actually confirmed, but he's from um, northern Brazil. And apparently as a child, he would paint for hours and his parents were very religious and were actually concerned by this as because mm. it was to them as if he was in, in some sort of weird trance. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was that was kind of cute. That's very much so um, the the myth of the artist mm. sort of come to life. But we'll post yeah. it on Substack for sure. Did you guys paint a lot when you were younger? I'm not a very visual person, so no. Mm, no, I mean. I didn't really paint a lot either. It was more like when I moved to Berlin, I started getting more interested in that. It's also like the supplies in Brazil are also more expensive, I think. I think it's more accessible here. Yeah. Or at least for a kid, you know. There was... Did you go to that amazing art store that's really close to... Oh, I love that Where place. we all lived. Which one? In uh, Moritzplatz. N no, it's um, is it? It's the one that's yeah. it's close to the tr to the train station. What store? I don't know what you're talking about. It's there's a little center. It's by the U-Bahn. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the art supply store. Yeah, me too. But I think we're talking about two different the, ones. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, anyway. art store recommendations. <laughs> But yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to get into like architecture or like sculpting Ooh. or like woodworking. We you know? personally? Yeah, like like us. Because we're interested in like different kinds of art, you know. But yeah. I, I've always wanted to try something that's like very concrete and physical, you know, mm -hmm. like a sculpture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why like I find sewing really entertaining as well because it's kind of, I mean, I find it personally very stressful, but it's very entertaining. Because you kind of see it coming together, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. as you do it. Yeah. So, I don't know, it kind of feels more like you did something, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that maybe one day I'd get into woodworking. Maybe when I'm, like, oh, older. So because I was oh, just... ceramics. Me and Pottery used to talk about this all the time. We wanted to take a pottery class, but they were so yeah. expensive in Berlin. <laughs> it was, like, expensive. it was an elite thing. It was for... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but woodworking, there's something very nice about it, very quaint. That's something we have in school in Sweden, woodworking. Oh, it's mm. mandatory. So nice. And mandatory? Sewing. <gasps> yeah, sewing and woodworking. That's cool. It's because like in Sweden, no one's going to shame you if you choose to be a woodworker or, you know, or a seamstress. Like, yeah. It's, but I think it's, it's just nice. the thing. You have to know the basics, you know? Just sewing or woodwork. For sure. So you just do like a box or something. I spent like 30 minutes watching this program a few weeks back. That was just this German guy building a boat by hand. Just a wooden boat. 
I don't know, something about it was so nice. And like the way wood can bend. It was just so mm. fascinating to me. There's so many videos on YouTube of like people going to the middle of the forest, building houses with trees and things like that. There's oh, a lot of those. I've watched so many of those and I'm like, one day I'm going to build my own house. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It really, really yeah. is. And I have no, just no base knowledge basis for it. So yeah, I think it's just a lot of measuring and numbers and angles and geometry was always my worst subject so we'll see Same. but still art or boats building boats is it still art Just... is that the commentary yeah the, the philosophy behind it like isn't that still art like making a house in the middle of the forest with the trees like i don't know depends on the intent good point I think it's the intent behind it. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get into this. I've been reading a lot of Susan Sontag, her essays on style on against interpretation. It's just a you lot have to start sharing the things you read with us because I like I don't know. I don't even know how like these things are a thing. But know? I don't I don't even <laughs> I, I didn't want to talk about Susan Sontag because here's the thing about Susan Sontag. I really like her and I read her essays. It's basically essays on art criticism and her doing criticisms of, uh, of books, of, of films. And most of the books that she's critiquing, I've never read. I'm woman enough to admit that. Um, but the thing with her sentences is that you feel smarter after you finish reading them, but you spend so long on one single page. She writes very convoluted sentences and it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people love her and a lot of people say she's a very she's a very esteemed writer, but sometimes I wonder if she really is that skilled if she can't make these concepts a little bit more Simpler. easy. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I mean, this is something we used to talk about a lot like me and you Isabella when especially when we were writing what well, like when you were writing the uh, the cassette diaries yeah because for me Remember like that. for me for me good writing is simple straight to the point and don't waste the reader's time yeah. you know i don't know unless unless of course the intent is to make something more flamboyant or whatever you know yeah like, you can always I think, amp it up i think you can do that but you can make something flamboyant and something that's sort of long and stream of consciousness like like the work virginia wolf does in the waves and have that still be easy to understand and have that still flow it's about for me writing so much about rhythms and susan sontag's writing is is a rhythm is a rhythmic to me it's 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 dissonant it's dissonant writing so i feel like that's what bothers me about it and that's why i've been so hesitant to bring her up because i still don't have like fully formed thoughts on it and her essays are so complex so when i'm ready i'll bring it over mm. to you guys please you know what i love about boats how romantic they are because you have to name them you have to you not only have, have to, to. <laughs> but it's like the culture of boats, right? It's the culture mm. of boats. It's like part of the <laughs> thing. You you bring them out into the world when you build them, and then when you name them, 
There's, there's something so nice about that. What would you name mm -hmm. your boat? If you were to have a boat, Ooh. buy a new boat right now, what would you name it? And Padia, this especially goes out to Padia because I know that she sails. She knows how to sail. I did sail, yeah. And she I gave classes. I sailed to Denmark. <gasps> I did. That is so cool. That is so cool. It was such a long time ago, though. But yes, I sailed a lot. Well, every summer. Uh, and then I, I was teaching little kids Aww. how to sail. That's so idyllic. What would you name? What would you name your boat? I don't think I don't know. I have no idea what I would name a boat. Me either. I never thought about this, but they're usually like queen something, you know, like something fancy. I was watching, uh, like a fifties movie last night with like Grace Kelly and Ooh. and stuff, and I think it was a remake of a movie I really like called Philadelphia Story. And mm -hmm. it's from the 30s, I think. And it's really good with Catherine Hepburn. But basically, there's a boat and, like, the guy brings a, a replica of the boat and they got, like, divorced. And she's bringing the replica of the boat that they spend their honeymoon their honeymoon on to the ex-wife as a engagement present to her new husband basically and he brings the boat and the boat <laughs> and so the bravely anyway <laughs> okay start over we're gonna cut this we're gonna cut this we're gonna cut no, this no it's fine it's fine just keep going okay and the replica of the boat that he brings to just really like take your pull your heart out from your chest okay the love was there and now it's gone the name of the boat is true love mic drop mic drop and he just leaves it there with her, leaves it there with Grace Kelly as she talks to her new fiance, but you know she still loves him. I think I would name my boat Selena. Ooh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I think that's a good boat Selena. name. Selena. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't know, it gives me like aquatic, under the sea vibes. Yes, that's nice. I support that for sure. But first, I have to have a boat. Yeah, <laughs> so we can get of, a boat, guys. Lots of people in Berlin have boats. I think. Yeah, it's part. It's yeah. Yeah, they also just get like the plastic rafts, rafts or something. Yeah, and then bring it out during summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but is this it? Is this the end of the episode? I guess this could be it. It was a very messy episode, but... This was like our, our original idea of what this podcast would be. I feel like this was what the episode today was. <laughs> We're but going back to our roots. I must say that I missed the topics. I tried my best. <laughs> I, brought, I brought some out. Ah, the shout out. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do, do we have any shout outs? outs? Of course, we have to give a shout out. I have a shout out. Yeah, who is it? Or what is it? Um, okay, so what you're going to do is, is go on Google and look up James Schuyler letters. James Schuyler was a poet um, from the New York school. He was like friends with Frank O'Hara, part of that whole vibe. And I recently stumbled upon a page online with a few of his letters. And because I knew I had read a previous letter of his, which is 
my favorite love letter ever written. It, it, and, he, and he says, now I'm going down and set 57th Street on fire to keep you warm. This is all nonsense. I love being in love with you. And that's just one little sentence of one letter. And he's just so, he's just so well-spoken. And his emotional intelligence when he's writing to his friend Fairfield Potter on they're having a weird moment in their friendship. And it's just so human and so current that I was so surprised. And he dealt with it so well. And it's just, yeah, that's my recommendation. James Kyler letters. And I will link them on the Substack post. Cool. I have my shout out as well. So this is a, an artist that I discovered when I was doing my writing internship at the, um, the magazine. Like, mm -hmm. well, it wasn't a magazine, sorry. But it's like, anyway, that writing internship with like yeah. artificial intelligence and uh, what is it called? Augmented reality. Like I had to write about those things. And then we went to this exhibition of this Portuguese artist and he was doing a residency in Berlin and he's called Mots, like M-O-T-S. I mean, we'll link the whatever, the Instagram or something. Is that words in German? In French. In French. I think. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he's Portuguese. Nice. And he does like, he does these like very... Uh, how can I describe it? It kind of looks like the engine of a watch, you know, like it's kind of like that's, I'm going to show it to you guys. Like, you know, it's very like industrial, Yeah. dark colors, but sometimes popping colors. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he's a pretty cool artist and he's not that big, but I don't know. You might like his Instagram. Nice. We'll link it. We'll link it's it in the good. post. What about you, Padia? I'm obsessed with this new account on Instagram called Producers Affirmations. Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I remember now. It's, it's hilarious. It's very relatable. <laughs> we need to link this. Yeah, check it out. You'll understand. I mean, if you don't know much about like how the bedroom music industry works it might not be as relatable <laughs> but if you do music or know about people who do music then i think it'll probably be very funny <laughs> if you too have a sad little musician friend this is the page for you <laughs> it's definitely well okay then i guess we'll okay, see then. you eventually there's gonna be a bit of a break yeah but we'll be posting on substack so find us there but the actual episodes i think there's gonna be a little while so we release the next one but yeah we'll see you then ciao bye, bye.